0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is episode number 627 with a review of Anola Holmes. I'm Christopher Schneezy.
1: And I'm Stephen Miller.
0: And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a streaming platform near you. Uh, Lately, we've been talking about some festival pictures, but here we are. This is an actual film that is coming or came to a streaming platform near you. Anola Holmes, how does it feel, Stephen, to be watching... A regular film <laughs>
1: that all the regular folks can watch yeah. finally a film <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, honestly it didn't feel very different to me, maybe because the New York Film Festival is like I've seen it publicized enough on Twitter and it's available in the u s that i've like a lot of people seem to have watched the movies that premiered in it, so those already kind of felt like regular movie releases, at least a little bit more than yeah. Tifted um, but yeah I don't know. It, it's nice. It's nice to see movies coming out. I didn't have any sort of groundbreaking moment. It just felt like yet another movie in our arsenal.
0: Yeah, I mean, like the one thing that's for sure nice about it is that we are able to uh, watch this film at our leisure. Right? Mm-hmm. Like we're we're not stuck tuning in at an exact moment before our, our digital release goes away. Um, so it was yep. kind of nice to be able to just, just see the film when we could. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we, we were talking a little bit before we started, we hit record on this, that, uh, you did not watch a f- trailer at all for this film. You just kind of went into it, like, like whatever Chris mentioned in <laughs> all yep. we're going to watch
1: it. Chris gets at least like 10 movies that he can just tell me to watch and I'll just watch them without even asking what they're about.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely watched this trailer one day and I thought it looked I thought it looked cute and fun, right? Like it seemed like a, I mean obviously it's geared at a uh younger audience um but yeah. it definitely seemed like hey I like I like Sherlock Holmes. I think it might be fun to play in this uh in this universe and then kind of do your own thing and, you know, throw some precocious girl at the lead of it. Um, so I, it, it definitely seemed like a cute film that that might be fun to watch and talk
1: about. So, so what is, what is your relationship with other Holmes-related properties? Because I feel like in the last 10 to 15 years, we've gotten quite a few of them.
0: Um, so the only ones I've really partaken in are obviously the BBC Sherlock, which is fucking fantastic. Even though a lot of people hate the later season, um, I, I'm still a fan of like the whole run through it. Um, and then also the the Guy Ritchie stuff, right? So yeah. that's sort of the that's sort of the extent to what I've actually paid attention to. Like I haven't watched Elementary or um, what other other shows that are sort of based on Sherlock's home, the Holmes character, right,
1: like Watson and Holmes or whatever that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't even know what that movie is. What was.
1: <laughs> well, wasn't there like oh, the, a Will the, Ferrell John C. Yeah. Riley movie? Yeah, that's right. That everyone just. Would rather pretend it didn't exist. Yeah, I also... I, I never even watched... I think I watched one episode of the BBC Sherlock. I'm very bad at watching important BBC shows that everyone tells me to watch. I just don't like do Mirror. it, apparently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I definitely enjoyed the Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes movies. Though also, they kind of passed right through me. Like, I feel like I couldn't tell you one thing about what happened in those movies now. They're just kind of fun romps, you know? Uh, yeah, which yeah. is all I'm really looking for here. Which is kind of how I went into this movie, too, when... Despite not seeing a trailer, I knew from the last name that this was going to be about, you know, <laughs> probably the sister of Sherlock. I had no idea what that would mean, like, but I, I knew enough to expect a romp. Yeah, yeah, like it would have
0: to be the sister or like the daughter or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so what do you say we get into it, Stephen? Let's do it. We're going to take a listen to the trailer for Enola Holmes and we're going to come back and let you know if it did turn out to be cute and fun. <laughs>
2: Now, where to begin? My mother named me Enola. Which backwards spells alone. And yet, we were always together. And it was wonderful. She was my whole world. Which leads me onto the second thing you need to know. A week ago, I awoke. Mother? To find that my mother was missing. And she did not return. I'm presently on the way collect my brothers, Mycroft and Sherlock. Yes, Sherlock Holmes. The famous detective, my genius brother. He will have all the answers.
1: Enola, where's your hat and your gloves?
2: Well, I have a hat. Just makes my head itch. And I have no gloves.
0: My God. A wild woman brought up a wild child who will make her acceptable for society. She seems intelligent.
2: There are two pearls you can take, Enola. Yours. Or the path others choose for you. It is time to find my mother. The game is afoot. Ah. If I have to stay hidden from my brothers, I must become something unexpected. A lady. You've progressed nicely. Is she safe? She's our company.
0: I'm Viscount Tewkesbury.
2: Her useless boy.
0: Ah! You have to help me. I'm not ready to die on a train.
2: I'm not ready to die at all, and I wasn't going to before I met you. What are you planning, Mother?
0: She always had a reason for everything. Her own way of doing things. Perhaps she wants to change the world
2: it's a world that needs changing. Oh, come on! Unlike most well-bred ladies, I was never taught to embroider. I was taught to watch and listen. I was taught to fight. I'm coming to find you,
0: Mother. You don't know how to embroider. All right, so that was the trailer for Enola Holmes. Um, It is the story of a young girl named Enola Holmes who happens to be the little sister of Sherlock Holmes. And, uh, you know, she's been staying at home. leads a very sheltered life, but uh, her mom teaches her all about the world and how to fight and how to do all this cool stuff and how to, you know, mix Scrabble blocks around to do code. (laughs) And, uh, one day she wakes up and her mom has just disappeared and, uh, nobody really knows what happened or what to do. Um, so she has to go off on a little adventure to figure out what happened to her mother. And, uh, you know, maybe get involved in some uh, government-related stuff. <laughs> Stephen Miller, what did you think of Enola Holmes?
1: Um, I think it was exactly what you said you were hoping it would be. I think it was cute and fun. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's about as far as my feelings go. Like, I think th- this movie is clearly aimed at a young adult audience, like it. I don't believe I'm the target demo for it. So there's a lot about this movie that I'm totally happy to forgive under that umbrella. You know, I don't think a lot of the ideas are extremely well fleshed out. It feels a lot like an entry in a book series in the fact that there are a bunch of detail. It's loaded with details that don't necessarily pay off, but you get it if you think of like, well, yeah, book one in the series had all of these different chapters and they want to have a little bit of each of them to you know do justice to anyone who would have read the book like that's kind of the vibe i got similar to the harry potter movies um but like overall it it, it was trifling but it, it you know it, it was fun enough like i think millie bobby brown anchors the movie pretty well she is definitely cranking up the cuteness a little bit sometimes a little more than i want like i think the direct <laughs> addresses to the camera go overboard for my liking rather quickly um I think I texted you after making comparisons to How to Build a Girl, where this also had moments where I'm like, okay, please just stop. Like, you know, d- you you don't have to turn and look at the camera and do like a big moment right now. Um, but then when it becomes just the action adventure, it, I think it mostly delivers like kind of similar to the Guy Ritchie ones in terms of the there's hand to hand combat, there is real danger, there are real threats, the there are set pieces in the movie basically, and I and I think it's fun enough for that. There's a train sequence that I thought was pretty fun. There is an uh, rather brutal fight that takes place in the middle of this movie that was more threatening than I expected it to be. Um there's the a villain in this movie who I finally realized he's the Game of Thrones um like I don't know the name the character name in Game of Thrones, but he's one of the Night's Watch people um, who is just like wonderfully creepy and disturbing um there's a lengthy side plot involving tewksbury which basically becomes the main plot and like i don't know i don't really care about the tewksbury character i didn't care about the mystery of it that much but it it was all cute right like watching anola solve a mystery like her like her brother would do uh speaking of her brother i enjoyed henry cavill as sherlock even though like he is not the centerpiece of the movie but it just like Knowing that Henry Cavill is playing Sherlock Holmes gives me some joy. It just feels like right (laughs) to me that he would be that character. Um, Mycroft, I think, I don't know the actor name who plays him, but I think he's like the perfect amount of utter dweeb. Like it it seemed great for the movie. Helena Bonham Carter, I had to Google if she was in the Guy Ritchie movies because it felt like she had to be just because she fits (laughs) that universe so well. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's fine. I, I don't I don't think there's anything very special about this movie. It's kind of getting, if not rave reviews, at least like overwhelming praise. And I feel like it's just a completely fine YA storyline, but it, it's cute and pleasant enough, and I think the cast is good. So I I was fine with watching it, but I yeah, I, I didn't think it was special, but whatever. Put me in a nice mood. <laughs> Um yeah, so I I obviously
0: am also not the target demographic for this film, but the trailer did make this seem like a charming little picture to watch. Um I I will say and once again, take everything I'm going to say with a grain of salt because I'm not the target target demo for this film. I do think this film is hurt by being in the Sherlock Holmes universe because mm. most of the stuff that she is doing is an attempt to show how clever she is at like problem solving and deducting things and uh not deducting deducing things <laughs> um yeah <laughs> um but uh, I, I i there is i really hate the puzzle solving in this film like it seems very like there there's i mean it's barely there no no but, but it's it's worse than barely there because you can have something barely there that is there that actually makes sense but for instance we, we know very, very few things about Enola other than she's like basically never left the manor, right? She's grown up on the grounds, never left. There, there's literally scenes where like she's getting bumped into by stage cars because she's like, I don't even know what a big city is like. Um, <laughs> and yeah. and like the character is saying, I've never understood any of this. And then there's a scene where she solves a riddle in a flashback and all of the answers to that those riddles are places in London, a city she's never been to for which she would Mm -hmm. not know the names of these things. Yet she can solve anagrams because her mom taught her how to solve anagrams. And it just, to me, it was like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen because you, you can't derive words that are essentially made up to you, right? Like you're not going to go like, Oh, Duh! It's the mill that's named but this. I think she was
1: also remembering from a map of London that was in the study. She just has this like Rain Man like ability. <laughs> I,
0: I think the map we're seeing is the film trying to be cute and stylize her brain for a second because it just and that's the mm. thing is at the like I it just that kind of stuff made me so mad. All of the puzzle solving felt really silly and also once again like I I know I'm not supposed to compare it to any um other sherlock properties that are out there but like even not comparing it to other sherlocks sherlock is supposed to be the guy who in 4 seconds can see all the clues he needs to see and then immediately understand what's going on in the scene. Yet, both him and his brother walk by Enola at the train station because they couldn't fathom the idea of that being Enola. Like, really, your introduction to Sherlock is him being too oblivious? The one thing he's not is oblivious, right? He is, he is the most like keen, sensor of all the things that are happening character. That's the one thing you know about him from every single property in the world, yet he walks right by uh, Enola. Chris,
1: that's the girl power coup of this. It turns out he's still <laughs> just like a... <laughs> a man in a man's world and he can't, he can't fathom caring about the, the girl in front of him.
0: Yeah. I, it, it just, it, yeah, I get it. I, I get that, Steven. Um But yeah, there's just, <laughs> there's just lots of stuff about this film that like, if this was just Enola Smith... <laughs> <laughs> or like Anola, anything else. And she just happened to be a like rabid reader of books who had learned all this stuff because she just thought it was really, really cool and then has to go on an adventure that isn't related to any, any other mystery. I think this film would have been fun. Like I, I, I mean, Millie Bobby Brown is great. Like I, I haven't seen Stranger Things or any, whatever pro- other properties she's in. This is like sort of my first real introduction to like paying attention to her. And like, I, I thought she was a great lead in this. I think she could easily carry other stuff and like I I I was I had fun watching her minute to minute but every time she had to remind me how smart Sherlock was and how smart she was I got annoyed because the stuff you're reminding me doesn't actually logically make sense and then to me the the biggest the biggest thing that the most knowing thing that this film does and I'll have to try to like beat around the bush a little bit because I don't want to spoil anything but she she gets she basically is able to figure out something about what her mom has been involved in. And mm-hmm. as you talked about, the whatever of Tookberry, whatever. What <laughs> Whatever that was. Like, once she gets involved in that, it completely overrides anything relating to do with her mother. And then, like... Her mother was working towards an actual thing, which gets completely overridden by the actual mystery this film is trying to solve. And also, the goal of what the mother was doing had no idea how the Tewksbury stuff was going to end. So why right. was that not carried out? Spoilers. <laughs> like, it, it just, there, there's so much stuff where it's like, well, we want... We want to deal with this subplot that is the nature of what the mother was doing because this film is supposed to be like a feminist message, right? But but it's like it then undercuts that by making a guy the most important thing in the story and how all the stuff the mother and all her friends were trying to do towards their goal was basically just in 30 seconds fixed by this boy who didn't even want to have the job. like It just, it, just, it seems like its own message is being undercut constantly. And it, right. I don't know. It, just, it is so frustrating.
1: Right. Well, and, and that's the kind of thing that I have to imagine is just obscuring more detail happening in the book. that That's kind of the way that I read that. I do feel like... I mean, maybe some of the things her mother was planning were happening. Like, we don't know anything about the world of London. Or maybe it was like, we assume this event will not occur <laughs> so we are prepared to protest you know we're prepared all, to go all to the other black measures. Powder was destroyed during that one fight yeah yeah but there is a kind of it's funny because it, at once the movie definitely wants to be modern politically speaking like it maybe not modern but you know i i feel like it's playing off of fairly recent like nevertheless she persisted type of ideas of like hey like you know girl power take take the world into your own hands you know make some noise agitate if you have to like get, get your way but then at the other them without spoiling the ending the ending does kind of amount to like don't boo vote <laughs> you know <laughs> like, like it <laughs> it does have a kind of like very not radical message yeah um, yeah which which is kind of funny and it is something too where like to your point about the puzzle solving the things that enola solves don't really have to do with any of the conclusions of this movie which is similar to harry potter too like the first harry potter at least you know harry is learning how to be a great wizard and he has to pass all these tests and figure something out but at the end of the day like the ending of the first harry potter movie it's basically by accident like he he doesn't realize who is the evil villain until he walks up to him and sees his face right it You you know, they play as mysteries, but they aren't really mysteries. They're more like you solve a thing at the end when the movie wants you to solve it. And it isn't your brain that got you there. It's just like plot machinations. And this is kind of like that where, like, there are mysteries to be had. But the way the film unfolds, none of the mystery is what mattered. Like, you know, they basically take a sledgehammer to the mystery at the end. Um, And I I don't know. To to me, that just felt in line with other young adult type of movies. So I didn't really care very much. But also the annoying thing is like, I mean, my, my,
0: my role on this podcast is to compare it to the most oddball comparisons in the world. But like, if if you, if you compare this film to Jojo Rabbit, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right, Uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson's character, what she is involved in poses an obvious risk for her child. So if she was to abandon her child and go away to go do her things, you could understand why she's doing that because she's protecting the child by leaving. There's no explanation right. in this film at all why her actions, A, could be tied back to her directly or B, would cause her to have to run away and leave Enola behind. It, it just, it doesn't...
1: So I think the movie does hint at, like, in passing, I think there are conversations that Mycroft is having about, like, my, my mother like convinced me to let her run the estate until Enola was 16 um to let her have a stable home so it kind of seemed like her mom either had to leave or would be like back under mycroft's rule like wouldn't have anything anymore that that was kind of the the sense that I got
0: that that, that makes sense but that's a mother to mycroft not not a not a mother to daughter to society like it, it's Mm-hmm. I, I understand that he is his own type of bad guy to all the characters in this film, um, but but it's not a society might like isn't it's her actions could put her in a bad place, but not endanger Anola. So I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just seemed
1: yeah that's true. seemed weird. I, I don't know why anything would endanger Anola. I mean Anola endangered Anola. <laughs> um,
0: yeah yeah many on times. her own. Also, yeah. also, this film opens with this extended monologue where we find out about the history of the life of Anola. Anola, because this film loves anagrams so much Anola is actually alone backwards. And it's very important that her mother taught her that you will always be alone and you should be alone and you don't need anybody, and nothing matters, And just be alone and you can do things on your own, because you're strong and you're powerful, except for a wavy hair. On, on a little boy will just wreck your world <laughs> Oh yeah. i just it was just so funny that like she has no concept of what men mean and i and i get that it's instinctual right like we are we are what we are you know we're we're just hormones rushing through our bodies especially at this age and right i'm sure if you've like Built your whole life going like, I don't need any man. The first time you see like a pretty boy with nice hair, you're immediately going to like him, right? (laughs) But it it still felt the, the level to which and she like she is acting it hard to the camera, right? She is acting that uncontrollable feelings happening towards this boy, but she never like... This is a girl who talks to the camera constantly, but she never mentions that like, whoa, I can't let like myself be too
1: attracted to this boy because I need to be able, like, like, see, I don't feel like those feelings are guiding her that much. I, I feel like she, she feels an obligation to help a person in need. Like it's her innate goodness that is driving most of the decisions. And she is having feelings also, but yeah, I don't feel like she believes they're clouding her judgment.
0: It's definitely a column A, summa column B. Mm.
1: <laughs> I will. You, you just reminded me, though, because I think it happens a lot when she's interacting with him. There are a lot of moments that are not verbal addresses to the camera, but are suddenly looking at the camera that I just it, it's cute and I get it. But I just was like, "Ugh, stop it. Please stop it. Like the, uh, there were just so many camera looks. It, it, too many, too many. Yeah. I, I, Millie Bobby Brown's doing fine with it. Like, you know, she was clearly told to do that, but I. It, diminishing returns for me.
0: Yeah, I guess, I guess that was at least, uh, it was whimsical enough to, to, to make me like momentarily forget about the next puzzle they were going to try to solve. So it didn't bother me as much.
1: I mean, I feel like there are, there are very few puzzles in this movie, right? There, there's an anagram to figure out how to escape. There's another anagram (laughs) <laughs> that yields locations and that's it right like like yeah. there's nothing else as there's far a as
0: I can tell. there's a there's a type of flower which could be two different things Wow. <laughs> mm.
2: <No. laughs>
0: and also yeah. she knew what the headmistress of the one house would want to do with the package if she knew where it came from that's technically a puzzle
1: <laughs> no but she didn't she didn't even know that, right? That was just a lucky guess that uh, Tewksbury made. I... Because I, she said,
0: I have a plan. I know how we can distract her. Or whatever. I, I think that she told him, look, this is not going to work, but as soon as you mention Mycroft's name, mm. it'll suddenly work. Also, that was like a single hallway that went to that room by itself, right? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> when, when When did... When did she uh Yeah. Anyways.
1: <laughs> yep. You're right, by the way, that had to be her plan because there's a doodle involved as well. Yeah, yeah. I Which stand a, corrected. It's a good doodle. Yeah. Can't complain. <laughs> um so yeah, any any last thoughts about Enola Home, Stephen? Um Mycroft sounds like Minecraft and the <laughs> Tewkesberries taste like Tewkesberries. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it I will say like th- it was very hard not to say Minecraft. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that fa- that famous work of literature Minecraft. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I wonder how many anagrams are in that book. The German the German tomb raider stars <laughs> Minecraft. Uh anyway,
0: Stephen, what do you say? we get to verdicts sure all right steven if you're going to give us a must see a record with the caveat wait for rental pass with a caveat or must avoid what would you give it
1: i'm I'm in rental territory i think this is perfectly nice probably for a young adult especially a female young adult this movie would be fun and inspiring and honestly like i think the early harry potter movies suck like completely so i feel like this is Damn. totally in that realm of of <laughs> of movie um it has plenty of sins, but I'm happy to forgive them. It it didn't carry me joyfully the way that like a Pixar movie or Big Hero 6 or, you know, like the Paddington movie. There's like a level of kids kids movie that can be elevated. But this is more of like a straight down the middle young adult franchise. And I feel like it's got legs. Like I'm, I'm happy to see them make more of these movies. But for someone not in the Target demo, it was only cute and trifling there wasn't really anything else to to recommend it um yeah i'm,
0: I'm gonna give it a wait for rental as well um and yeah I, I like i said if this was not a <laughs> this is not a holmes flick um i might have been a little more leaning on it um because i think it does but have would you have watched
1: it would you have watched a period piece <laughs> adventure <laughs> starring a 16 year old girl <laughs> if it was not in the sherlock holmes universe
0: <laughs> touché Stephen. <laughs> touché <laughs> but that just that just that just that just proves my point though right like this film can't stand up on its own so they're like whoa but what if she was a holmes or like somebody was like hey mm-hmm. here's the elevator pitch and there's like whoa that sounds like it could be the sister of Sherlock Holmes. And they're like, what if it was the sister of Sherlock Holmes? (laughs) Oh, man. But anyways, uh, yeah. So two waits for rentals, which is convenient because this is a, you don't have to wait. It's already available to stream. So go ahead and watch it anyways.
1: (laughs) I do want to believe, by the way, that this lives in the Sweeney Todd universe. I I feel like there could be some good crossover there.
0: (laughs) Um but yeah, that is gonna do it for our review of Enola Holmes. Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that?
1: Uh people can find me at um mill <laughs> um, or twitter.com slash Um True fans will know how to unscramble that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, people can find me at ChristopherRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherRL. You can find the podcast over at theSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash dot facebook.com slash warning, or instagram.com slash warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at warning.com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Anola Holmes, so hopefully you are enjoying that. Um, yeah, that is it for this week. Um, we still have... I mean, by the time you're listening to this, we won't still have, but there are are technically still episodes left over from TIFF that are coming out. Um, And then there will be these episodes coming out and we still have more things to talk about in the future. Um, So keep listening and we'll try to make sure there's a good mix of available films and festival films for you. But yeah, take care, everybody. We'll see you next time.
1: Bye.